Hello and welcome to a new episode of Grenzenlos, your dance podcast. I'm here with Sati today. Thank you for making time and for coming. Hi Lisa, hi everyone. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here with all of you. Yeah. Do you want to give our audience like a short introduction who you are? Uh, well, yeah, my name is Ceci. Uh, my full name is Christina Ceci, but my artist name is Ceci. Mm -hmm. um, I am from Hungary and Nigeria, but I live in Austria since four years. Um, and I'm a dancer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I love to start our episodes with telling the people how we get to meet each other or how I like got the idea of inviting you. So actually, we met or I got to know you. I, I didn't know you before. Like, I think I saw your Instagram or something, but you're not teaching in a lot of studios, I think. You're doing your own stuff, right? So I never saw you in any schedule or anything. And you were like uh, subbing for Joanna one day and I trained with you for one month. And I loved your classes. They were fucking exhausting. But I loved your classes. <laughs> and we got to talk afterwards. And I think it was so funny because we were talking. And you were like, oh, that's why your voice is so familiar. You're the girl with the podcast, right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and that was so funny to me because it was like, I loved that. And we talked and you said some stuff to me that kind of sticked with me till today. And I'm still thinking a lot about it. And I'm sure we're going to get there to talk about it again because it's one of the topics today as well. So I'm not going to give it away. Yes. <laughs> so I think let's start with our topics. We're gonna talk like about the importance. We're gonna talk about two big topics, actually. Yeah. So we're gonna start with the importance of diversity and repetition. And I'm just going straight into the topic, asking you, okay, what does that mean for you? All right. So <clears throat> I started dancing when I was three years old, uh, still in Hungary, and I tried multiple dance styles, but what really stuck to me for 13 years actually was jazz ballet. And we did a lot of competition and a lot of performances. But then I kind of wanted to step a little bit up with my dancing game. Like the weekly three times of classes was not enough anymore. Mm -hmm. So my mom decided actually, and I'm very thankful for her, <laughs> to search for a dance school. And we found one, which is that time it was still a high school and also a university. So I decided to audition myself. This is a contemporary dance school in Budapest that I'm talking about. And well, I, I did the auditions and I got in. And that's how the whole journey started. And in this school, we had many different dance styles, starting from ballet to contemporary, different aspects of contemporary mm -hmm. dance. Um, Hungarian folk dance, we had belly dancing, even mm -hmm. sometimes workshops. We had, um, yeah, so much improvisation classes, contact improvisation classes. Really, I could say a lot more, but mm -hmm. you understand my point. And um, we were training, training, training every day from morning till evening. So my days were looking like starting the day with dancing, having a couple of classes, then a break, and then we continued with like um, normal school stuff, you know, the boring <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and then after the mathematics, uh, this, that, we had to go back to the rehearsal room and started to create pieces, right? Because had we long had days, right? Long like, days, starting oh. from eight, finishing at eight or 10 in the mm -hmm. evening. But it was like a full-time job, you know, already at the age of mm -hmm. 16. That's crazy. But to be so dedicated at that age. 
Yes. And that's, that was the thing that kept us motivated. I think that mm -hmm. we were a small amount of people. Like you don't have to imagine like a university that has like hundreds mm -hmm. of people. We were really a small amount of people. Like I'm talking about 60 people in the high school and the university together. Mm -hmm. So it was like very family, family vibe. Um, yeah. And then after the high school, I still had to audition myself to the university. It was not obvious that they're going to take me, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to do the audition again. So I, I got in the university too. And so now um, when you finish the three years bachelor program, at the end, you also need to write a diploma work, a mm -hmm. thesis. So we were already thinking, okay, what am I going to write about? Like what is really interesting for me, right? And I had a teacher in the university and he was my folk dance teacher, actually. And he was always very interested in us as contemporary dancers. Build up our own choreographies with like fusioning mm -hmm. folk dance with contemporary dance. And first we were like, how is this going to work? Mm -hmm. You know, we tried actually, we were, we were doing all the work to find out what he means. But every time we tried to do a sequence, it was like one step from this style, then another step from that style and so mm -hmm. on and so on. So it was not really the, the vibe you see, it was, it was not so, it was raw, it was, it was not interesting. And then he, he gave us instructions, right, how to create, like maybe there is a movement in the body or there is a way of dancing the two styles in the same time. Like you need to find the way to kind of merge the two styles so much that people wouldn't even realize, okay, this is half contemporary, half folk dance, but it's somehow similar to those, but I can't really say. So that, that should be the, the idea. So we were like, okay. So we started to work, 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 work. And I think half a year later, we managed to, to have a piece. And I actually called it, um, well, in English would be contemporary folk dance, which, yeah, it's like a fusion. Mm -hmm. And I realized this is something new. This is something amazing. This is something beautiful that my body feels really, really good with dancing it. And you don't really see it so many times, right, on stages. So then I started to think, okay, maybe we should start merging, fusioning dance styles. Let's see how far we can get with different dance styles. And so I realized that all of us, since we were trying to, to really fusion all these dance styles and, and um, find our own way to express through a different um, way of dancing, it helped us technically like, to, to improve and develop in movements or really in, express, in expressions. So then I realized that it's very important for us, for me, to, to work with different dance styles, to put everything together so that at the end of the day, you kind of have your own, own style out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I guess that's how I should start. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love that when I got to know you, I never thought that you would have like such a strong technical background because I only saw you dancing dance hall. And I felt like you've been dancing dance all like for your whole life to this <laughs> point, you know. And I told you like I feel so stiff when dancing dance all because I have like a, I I mainly did like jazz and modern dance for years. And then you told me, oh yeah, me too. And I was like, oh, okay, so hmm, I'm gonna get there as well, you know. Because I would have never felt like not that I don't don't think you could do that, but I I didn't think because I only saw you dance and I couldn't imagine, you know. So I loved hearing that that you have like a a really different start. And then you got into dance hall. Yes, actually, I'm very glad that you're saying this because <laughs> you should have seen me a couple years ago, mm -hmm. 2016, when I started dancing dance hall. Mm -hmm. I also felt very stiff. I was like, oh my God, this is such a different way of body, the, like how you use your body, you know? Completely, yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God, I look like a ballerina trying to, <laughs> 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 trying to be like loose. Even though in contemporary we have this um, kind of way of dancing, but it's still different. Like the when you mm -hmm. when it comes to the structure of the body, like the posture, how you stand, and yeah, it was it was really funny. So every time I saw myself on video, I was like, oh my god! But anyways, it <laughs> still feels good. So I'm just gonna keep yeah. on working on mm -hmm. it until it also looks good, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I totally understand your concern. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I think like dancehall in, in specific, it's like you can do the movements, but there's like so much to it. And you like it's you, you need to learn to walk, but completely from the beginning again. That's how it felt for me when I did it first, you know? So and also when I started training with you again, I did some dancehall classes before not much. And it feels like, okay, I felt like I'm able to dance, but I'm doing the steps, but it looks like completely different. Yes. That's so interesting. Actually. I agree. I mean, in dance hall, like you really need to mm. work from inside, like the groove, the, the, the groove needs to be there, really. Uh, so it's not really about how it looks, right? At, at, even if you check like the old school style, it's, it's really about how it comes from inside. Mm. The whole, like, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah so you stick to contemporary for years for years and years i think you're really long right hold on before you got to dance all like how many years <laughs> <laughs> when you started like you did it already like in high school university yeah right? well i started at 16 with contemporary mm -hmm. and until today i'm still yeah of course yeah mm -hmm. but um since i said the university was like a whole day program i did not have time for any other dance styles yet mm -hmm. but then when i finished my bachelor i actually did my erasmus um, studies in portugal and in portugal things changed <laughs> i love that i love how everybody goes abroad is like okay <laughs> Coming back as a different dancer, as a different person, that's it. Yes, I mean, it was amazing because um, I got to know a, diff a lot of different music genres and also dancers, which obviously I knew about somehow, but mm -hmm. that time I had the right source. Like when it comes to Kizumba, for example, that is like everywhere in Portuguese, you know. Mm -hmm. I saw these movements, I saw this dance in, in video clips, but I was like, okay, 
it's nice. Mm -hmm. Now, when I went to Portugal, it was everywhere. So you kind of, you know, integrate yourself. That was there. Mm -hmm. Then dancehall was there. Reggaeton was there. Everything was there that we didn't really have in Hungary. Or maybe we had some, but I did not have the time to <laughs> to go. Yeah, it depends on the point of view. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So after that, I decided to, to start um, different dance styles as well. Mm -hmm. Such as pole dancing, mm -hmm. um, dance hall. And actually, I also got into commercial dance a couple months later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did it influence you? What were your like your thoughts? Like, why did you change completely? Because you were like already like really good like in what you do, right? You could have stick with that, but you went for other styles as well. Yes, and here I'm coming back to what I mentioned already, that this teacher of mine had a big impact on on me mm -hmm. with this fusion fusion dance, and. After I got the opportunity to even explore more dance styles, I was like, okay, this could be beneficial for my myself mm -hmm. and my career. So the more I learn, the more I can educate myself in my own way, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe actually at that moment, this was not my goal, but looking back to it, mm -hmm. I don't know, somehow the universe let me. <laughs> the universe, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and, um, and I just wanted to try out as many, many things as possible, I guess. And then, yeah, it, I just fell in love with, with, with a lot of what, yeah, with dance hall. <laughs> and then um, what happened is, you know, as I mentioned already before, I'm coming from Hungary. And um, Hungary was not really <laughs> an accepting country when it comes to different nations, right? Different mm -hmm. skin colors, unfortunately. So when I, me growing up, I had a hard time expect, uh, accepting my own self, right? Because I always thought that this is not the normal, how I look. And I'm actually brown skin. So even in Africa, whenever I went to Africa, mm -hmm. there I'm considered mm -hmm. also not accepted the way I am, right? So it was always um, who I am, what I am. Know. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even want to get into this too deep, but I'm just uh, explaining it because dancehall was the first thing in my life that came and showed me that how my culture, like black people's culture, is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I should be proud of it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not Jamaican, but um, African. So as half African, it was it was really important for me that I found something where, where I feel respected, where I feel appreciated, where, where I can just be myself, you know, completely myself, mm -hmm. accepting myself. So <clears throat> to me, dancehall opened this way. Mm -hmm. And that's how I actually fell in love with it because this was the, The first time that I really felt like, okay, I can, like, I accept myself the way I am. Not only from inside, but from outside too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I love hearing that. I love that, how people find their way to themselves through dancing. Yes. And then always in such different ways, like with everybody. I love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really beautiful. 
So you also tapped into pole dance, right? Yes. You also were like, or are like a pole dance instructor. Yes. You want to talk a little about that because that also influenced your way of becoming the person you are today, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, it's again my mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> When I moved back to Hungary from Portugal, I was pretty mm -hmm. depressed. <laughs> Me currently after Peru. <laughs> you know how it feels. We know it. And <laughs> I started to teach. I started to teach in the university where where I was studying. But I mm -hmm. finished my studies. So they how asked me. How long have you spent in Portugal? Like One year. One year. And then you went back to Hungary. Then I okay. went back to Hungary. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the, the, my university, the director of the university asked me if I would like to teach in the university. Which was like, oh my God, this is. Mm -hmm. uh, am I even ready for this, you know? And then he said, yes, that's why I asked you. <laughs> But, you know, you always doubt yourself yeah. in a way. So I said, okay, let's do it. But I still felt like this is not enough. I'm still feeling a little bit demotivated coming back from Portugal and, and depressed. Uh, yeah, let's say it like that. <laughs> So my mom said, okay, we need to do something like that is also sport, but also like good for your, your mental health. So she had a friend and this friend owned a pole dance studio that time. So I decided to go try it out. And I will never forget that I reached to my first pole dance class in long pants and socks. And okay, a crop top. But That sounds like the, the contemporary outfit in person. <laughs> Yes. And so she looks at me and she says, okay, now we need to take off the pants and the socks. And so I was like, why? What? <laughs> okay. I can't do that. Like, I did it obviously because it was a private class, right? So, oh, okay. Uh, because my mom told me, I said, I don't want to go into group classes. Like, I don't want to be struggling in front of other people, mm -hmm. right? And then, uh, so she was like, okay, then I will just set up a one-on-one -on -one class. So I went and then I, I took off the long pants and you were there in a, like in a bikini, right? So I didn't understand why is that until I first time touched the pole and I realized how slippery it is, right? So you cannot have material on your skin mm -hmm. because it needs to like stuck on the pole. But it needed time for me to understand this. And most importantly, to accept myself what I see in the mirror, right? Like my body. And I have to say, pole dancing was, I feel like it, it, it can be really addictive in a very, very short time. Mm -hmm. So there is two people, two type of people. One that experiences the pain, we all do. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever tried. I did, actually, like, how for you? We have, like, in the studio I was teaching, we have poles, you know. And of course I tried them, but like you know, like not under like supervision. Yeah, <laughs> just so so, you know, just be trying to swing around, <laughs> and then realizing fuck, I don't have the muscles for it, and it hurts. Because <laughs> you're like you just like you swing around, you're like oh okay, like now this muscle feels a little, <laughs> you know. So I tried like that, and like but all, actually like half a year ago I visited a friend of mine and she was like oh yeah we have like a festival and you can try out sports for free and I was like okay let's go to pole dance so I tried it there then, nice. like like once or twice but, nice yeah so I touched the pole before but like not a lot of supervision there. 
That's okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. I mean, then you know kind of the pain and how slippery it is and yeah. that it needs a lot of strength that I did not have. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's mm-hmm. exactly the thing why it's super addictive for the people that can get over the pain, right? Mm-hmm. Because I totally understand that some people are like, no, this is way too much pain. I look <coughs> bruised up all the time because you look bruised up, right? <laughs> Um, <coughs> sorry, no worries. Mm-hmm. So once you get over this pain, you mm-hmm. realize how fast your body is changing and your strength is mm-hmm. becoming stronger and stronger. Like literally each and every class, <coughs> yeah, you feel the difference. Like first, you know, you have to squeeze, and I just feel like I don't have enough power in my palms. Mm-hmm. But after some time, like. I'm talking about short time, like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You feel the strength, how really, how how hard you can grab on the ball mm-hmm. and, and really how to squeeze with your kneecaps or your elbow, like weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I really got addicted to it mm-hmm. and I'm happy I did. And then um, my, my boss, actually that time she was my teacher, She asked me if I want to do like a pole dance instructor uh, course, like an Ausbildung. So I said, yeah, actually, why not? Because what happened to me there, when I went there, I didn't necessarily like my body fully because I was always strong, but I, this time I was not really in, in shape, shape that I wanted to have, you know, like I was strong, but I don't know. I was... I, As I said, after coming back from Portugal, a lot of party these days. So <laughs> I wasn't necessarily looking like an ideal uh, person for myself, you know. So this changed my looks. Like I got more toned with the muscles. And, and then I also started to go to group classes where I saw every kind of women from very skinny to fluffy mm-hmm. to young to older And this was like, oh my God, there were so many women here with different body shape, with different uh, power, with different strength. And everybody is wearing the bikini and they are so confident in their skin. Mm -hmm. This is beautiful. And then I also started to talk to them like, uh, yeah, that I came first time with the the long pants and, and everybody said the same story. I didn't want to look myself in the mirror because I have this year, I have that year, my, I'm a little fluffy, I'm this and that. And then after some time, when you get really like hooked on pole dancing and you realize how powerful you can get and in the same time, very sexual and very sexy, this just gives so much to us as women That I was like, okay, I, I really want to do this Ausbildung, like the t- uh, pole dance trainer. Because I want to educate women. I want to, I want to um, take time and really try to educate women, more and more women, for them to accept themselves the way they are. Because we are, we are, um, we are having the power to do whatever we want to when it comes to like really moving and actually everything. But <laughs> no, but... Yes. <laughs> but like um there is just so much when it comes to this uh, women accepting themselves like i feel like pole dancing the way that you you get 
um, super strong in it and still sensual and be sexy and also you can do like the art part you can do the more fitness part it's up to you but at the end of the day we come back to the same fact you will start to love yourself the way you are because you are proving to yourself and this is the most important thing that we need to prove to ourselves mm -hmm. why we like like we need to love ourselves and we need to understand like no matter how we think like yeah this is the ideal or that's the ideal no we all are ideal in our own ways and i just feel like this this uh, like this pole dancing taught me a lot as well mm -hmm. when it comes to expect uh, accepting yourself i don't have a lot of experience in pole dance as i said but i have to feel like for me like how i could compare my situation to it i had it like a little like that with heel stance mm-hmm Because I think it gave me also like a lot of power back to myself, you know, and I think that I've lost to the outer world before. So I think maybe some people can relate to that because I think like pole dance, heel stance is both really exposing in the beginning because like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I know it. Um, there's one more thing we haven't talked about yet, but I know you have something to say to that. The fact of the importance of repetition to do things over and over and over again. Because you told me already, but I want you to tell other people, of course, as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, repetition. I feel like for us to become better and better and better dancers, the key is to always go back to the basis and the repetition. So, for example, in the university, I had classes where we were doing the same sequence for months, each and every time. And at some point, I was questioning myself, why am I doing this? Like, I'm so mm -hmm. tired of it. Like, let's say, just so that you understand, we were just like rolling on the floor, right? From one side to the other, and then from that side to back to the, yeah. from back to the front again. And I was just so tired of it. I'm like, why am I doing this for six months? And then this course stopped. We got a new course. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, these courses were related to each other. So it was like a build-up program mm -hmm. always. And then um, we had um, another teacher that was doing contemporary choreographies. But he had a lot of floor work in his, in his class. Very hard floor work. And that moment, I got like the, you know, the light. Mm -hmm. Aha! I couldn't have done this class without me half uh, rolling on the floor for half a year. I could have done it, but I might, might have hurt myself. Because the way... We prepared, it was like at the end, you could move on the floor like you're just the water, you know, like mm -hmm. so uh, fluently and so sensitive. So then it all made sense. And that was the first time when I realized repetition is the key. So whenever I go to dance classes, because we all like even as teachers, we all still go to dance classes. Mm -hmm. It's very important because after some time, you also need you know, input mm. That's how it should and be, right? yes, to, to educate yourself, exactly, because we educate ourselves, improving ourselves until the last, last day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I feel like I love when teachers repeat choreographies because let's face it, 
you have 90 minutes or 75 minutes, right? And then you learn a choreo, but you also warm up the people. You also cool down the people. So it's a short amount of time that you actually practice the choreo because learning and practicing is two different things. You understand? So mm-hmm. um, first you learn. Mm-hmm. Then you got to a point when you start to practice. And then the class is over. Yeah, really fast. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next time, you know, like these things need time until it really gets into the body. Maybe even like a day or some other days, some more days. So when you come back to this choreo to repeat it, suddenly you realize, oh, now I'm actually dancing. You know, mm-hmm. now the learning process is over. The practice process is over. And now you actually dance mm-hmm. and enjoy and really maybe even try to focus on. Um, um, like, how do you say this? Movement quality, like how you. Details. Ex- yes. Details. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. So more on the details and also make it your own. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's very important for me that I see so many dancers and it's super nice to see when they put their own spices in the choreo. But I feel like it can only be possible um, when we repeat. And also like um, technique wise. So (laughs) I always tell my students like, yeah, you can practice this at home, like homework, this, that. Because we learn a lot and then sometimes we forget about the basics, right? Mm -hmm. It's amazing to go back to the basics and also see yourself as a more professional how easy you can take the basics now because back then when you were at that level it was hard right Mm -hmm. so we so we went away from this and it's so amazing to go back because now it's not hard anymore but it's just with a different intention Mm -hmm. so it's always possible to learn from the basics it's always possible to learn from things that you have already learned like even if I go to a beginner contemporary class and I did contemporary for many, many years and I'm still mm-hmm. doing it, I can still learn by repeating certain sequences, by repeating uh, the floor work. There is some typical things mm-hmm. that you do. And I go back to the beginner class and it helps a lot to understand where I came from and where I, which level I am now. And, and yeah, it's just... A, always a little bit of relearning you know Mm. so that's why repetition is very 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 important we should not forget about it i feel like yeah no uh, to be honest for me i had to learn that (laughs) (laughs) to to get to know that because for me now it's like when i go back to beginner classes i'm like okay i can focus on completely different stuff because like you know in the advanced classes I was like, okay, pick up let's do this like get the musicality and whatever when i go to beginner classes i can practice my performance technique exactly i don't get to practice my performance technique if my head is still overwhelmed yeah. with the steps you yeah. know so yes. i can focus on different aspects and i love that and i need to throw in a little peru story at this point because <laughs> those dance thought they're crazy like in europe we'll, like in 90 minutes you know we learn 20 30 seconds of choreography say it like that in peru they do in the same time one minute plus at wow. least one minute and you need to imagine, like, I'm going there. I was still, like, you know, um, healing from my injury. So it was the first t- training I, I took again. And I, I managed to get one in the, cl- uh, in the classes of one teacher. 
who's like apparently like, the craziest when it comes to pickup, he taught the whole piece in one, in one thing. One minute of choreography. <laughs> and I was standing in this class and I felt like I've never danced before. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, like I, I'm really stubborn. I went home and I was like, I, I want to get this. I'm going to get this. I get this till Wednesday when they're going to film it. And I'm going to, I'm going to get this till they're yeah. going to film it. So I took the class like three times. I died three times in it because it was fucking exhausting. And my stamina was not ready for mm -hmm. that. And... But those free times were really necessary, and in the end, I managed it to really enjoy it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I have the feeling in Austria, people often don't don't get the importance of round two, round three. Because yes. they're like, oh, I already danced the song. Let's go to the next song. Yeah. And I have the feeling like some people forget that. And I, I also was like, oh, I already did it. Why should I do it again? But now I'm like, no. You need to, you do, need it. to do it again and again. For and you, again actually. For, your, for yourself. Yeah. So yeah. it's not for anybody else. No, no, no. Yes, yeah. yeah, no, because... There's going to be somebody in class anyways. Exactly. You need to do it for yourself and to like focus on different aspects, not just take the class. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is super important. And I feel like nowadays with the whole social media and, and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then we get into the next topic. Yes, I love that. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so let's face it. Nowadays, social media took, took over. over. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Which is okay, like mm -hmm. everything has advantages and disadvantages. Like of I'm course. not saying it's bad or good. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that we have to understand mm -hmm. of the power of it. Um, yes. So, for example, you see like back then when I started the school, the dance school, we didn't even have like smartphones. So there was different <laughs> platforms like eweave and myspace and this and that mm -hmm. on your computer but <laughs> not on your phone you no know, with video material right <laughs> no it was just like chat rooms <laughs> yeah it was yeah. chat groups so that was it so when i was really interested in a dancer because we needed to because we also had like dance history classes and this and that so we had to do our own researches right so how do i do my own research i mean now it's easy but that time i had to go to the library i had to go to the dvd store play the dvds and and search and look and see how these people created pieces how how the dancers were dancing how they were trained so it was hard to find material because let's face it like also modern dancers like there is so much material in america right but we we also had some thank to my my director Uh, that brought a lot of material to our school but still it was like we didn't get the full knowledge about it so we needed to also then go to history dance history classes to to really get the full picture and nowadays what you do or what we do <laughs> we, not google. <laughs> you, <laughs> we google we youtube we instagram mm -hmm. with one two three clicks mm -hmm. we have everything we have everything And we just don't understand the power of it. I feel like it's good, but you need to know how life is easy now. How, how yeah, life is easy for us to just go on your phone that is there 24-7 and just find information. But I feel like because it's so easy, it's not as appreciated anymore. So when I finally could write a whole... Um, essay because we had to write essays from certain dancers or teachers it took me 
I don't know, three to six months to find the material, to do the research and, and actually write. Now it probably would be like 10 minutes, mm -hmm. but we don't really appreciate it, you know, because we just know that it's there, but we don't know when it, it's not there. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, this is one thing about the social media and then and and the other thing is that I think when I was talking to you once I compared it to like the fast fashion. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That is we have so much material now and let's face it, usually we see the the best out of the best, you know, like we see mm -hmm. the dancers posting the best videos, mm -hmm. the end results. The end results. Yeah. But we don't see the, the many, many years of tears and sweat and, mm -hmm. you know, hard yeah. work. We only see the end. So we are like, I also want to dance like this. And maybe you don't reach there in one day. So you kind of lose your motivation, you know. Now, obviously, I'm a little mm -hmm. bit exaggerating, but... No, um, but, I, but I think you're right. And, and, yeah. and that's, that's the thing. Like, we need, to, we need to know that these dancers or... Anybody who, who, like, have been through a journey was going through a journey. Mm -hmm. That's why she or he became the person that is today, the talent that is today. And nowadays, a lot of dancer, I feel, that a lot of dancer is trying to skip the journey mm -hmm. and just start and be ready. <laughs> but not be prepared mm -hmm. to be ready. Yeah. It's like when you go to a house and there is an elevator and then there is stairs. Now you can use the elevator, but let's face it, we always use the elevator because it's easier. But when you take the step, the stairs, you're really going to feel the hard work walking up mm -hmm. on those stairs until the 10th floor. And this is actually very connected to the, to, to the topic that we were talking about before, like the repetition. Mm -hmm. That nowadays is like fast fashion. Yeah, we learn a choreo, done. Next. Film, post, likes, mm. done. Mm. But there is so much more to it, as we said, the repetition. So though, like, I, I'm always trying to tell my students, even if you're not happy with the result today, You can be happy with this result the next time, but for that, we need to repeat, we need to practice, we need to work on it, right? So you, you cannot just receive a material, use it, and then just throw it, right? Mm -hmm. You need to understand that that material that you got from the descendant teacher, that teacher has been through a hard journey in order to be able to create that piece, that choreography that you just want to learn once, film throw it, it and throw it away. That sounds so disrespectful, actually. <laughs> like, not yeah. for you, but like, you know yeah, what I mean, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, because, you know, like, I said it before like that, because if you give, like, a choreography of yourself away, I always say, like, it feels like giving away a piece of your soul. Yes. Because you put so much emotions. I, I know, sometimes you choreograph just because you need to and you have classes and you're just, like, Do a lot of <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, if you really make like a piece where you put a lot of heart in it, where it has like a big meaning, where you have like you know a story behind it, and you give that away, it's like a piece of your soul. Yes, and that's that makes you so vulnerable. Yes, yeah. And then and this is the thing, like, okay, we learned it, mm -hmm. filmed it, bye. You know, yeah. 
and and um back then we did not have like camera phones so i never actually saw myself from outside how my like the first two years in my school i never had a material of me um like dancing so of course the feeling will always stay with me how i felt on my first um contact improvisation class or just an improvisation class and how I felt two years later. But I never saw any material how my body was mm -hmm. developing. And I think that has a lot to do with like me not losing a motivation mm -hmm. because sometimes I feel that people, right, they record right away. They record right away. And when they see a result that they might not like, they lose motivation. But once you only like work from your feelings, how you feel, maybe you actually felt really good in your skin dancing it. It just doesn't look yet mm -hmm. the way you want it to look. But maybe the feeling was like, oh my God, I never danced like mm -hmm. this before. But as soon as we come to the picture, like the visuals, you just forget about the feeling, and how it felt. And then you're sad. And, and then you're sad. all the happy emotions you just had. <laughs> I maybe noticed, yeah. <laughs> we all, I think, we all. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just feel like um, we really need to slow down and really go to classes to learn and not necessarily to consume. Mm -hmm. To really learn and we have to understand that every art, but now we are talking about dancing, is like, it's not happening in 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's not happening in the class only. It also happens after, it also happens before how you come to the class. Obviously, there is like hobby dancers, there is professional dancers, there is amateur, like there is many, many different dancers mm -hmm. out there. But at the end of the day, even if you just dance for a hobby or just for your body to move, it gives you something. So after a dance class, there is impossible not to feel somehow. So the class is not only 90 minutes for you. It's also mm -hmm. after. Mm -hmm. And as professionals, we need to like focus on what we eat, how we deal with our body, and uh, how we go to class, what's my intention, everything. So it's not only the, the, the 90 minutes, yeah? Mm -hmm. When it comes to like art, it's, yeah, it's a lifestyle, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is, yeah. And you always come home late. Yes. Because <laughs> you work in the night. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like, it's crazy because I've been thinking about the topic for quite some months now because we also talked like we had Janet talking about the commercial scene mm -hmm. like with the videos and everything and we had some people talking about the topic and for me it's like I do understand like all the advantages I do understand the disadvantages and in Peru it's completely different because they film nearly every class because mm -hmm. I've been there I took like 10 classes maybe and I think nine were filmed mm -hmm. and for me like they have a mindset they're like they're just like Okay, they're doing the best, but they're not making the video for, you know, like for Instagram. Because all of them get filmed. They do groups and all of them get filmed. And it's not like, oh, they're not like, oh, I need to get picked. I need to, you know, it's like more. So they have like a, to my, my mind, like I think it's still, it depends on your personal mindset about it. Um, they film it 
a lot, but I didn't feel like the pressure so much. Mm-hmm. And I have the feeling in Austria, we don't film every class. We do film some professionally. But if the class professional film, there's like a higher pressure on everybody and you can feel it more like, oh, we're going to do a video afterwards. But like, I don't know, some months ago, I also was like, oh, everybody's always with the phones in the class, everybody. And I don't like it because I'm like, you're here to dance. Stop playing on your phone. Stop yeah. caring about putting the phone in front. Like, okay, it's nice to have a video and to have it sometime. But I was kind of annoyed of it a little bit, to yeah. be honest. Because we're here to train, not to film, you know? Yeah. So, But I'm like in between because I liked both so i'm not quite sure how my mindset about it is yet because there's like so different and i think it depends so much how you and your own mindset stand to the topic yes i agree yeah i agree i i totally agree <laughs> i'll say it one more time i agree <laughs> um okay the thing is like yes i don't say that filming is bad mm-hmm. i actually think that it's good because you, you can learn from it you can you can take learn it. You can, so much i mean it. like you you said like you did not film classes you like in your university you just like you were dancing and i think like if you have the video material now you can correct yourself you can take it home you can do your homework with it yeah if you use it like that if you use it if like that use it like that's that. exactly what i want to say that the purpose of filming mm-hmm. needs to be clear for you right so <clears throat> I like when people come to the class to learn, to dance, to enjoy, and then, okay, I would like to film it, maybe for myself or to share it with the people on social media. But the learning and the practicing process is still there. Mm-hmm. Not like, okay, I come to a class, I'm going to learn a good choreo that I can film and post. That's a good, in- uh, like, that's yeah. a not good intention. Yeah. Because you are already living in the future mm-hmm. you're not living the actual moment of happiness of joy of mm-hmm. you already want to be the end result yes. that is on instagram but you're yes. not there yet. you're not there yet yeah you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i i totally get that filming is good i also think that filming is good because at the end of the day it helps a lot to you too mm-hmm. but that's what i'm saying like we need to know the intention of what why we are filming and it's no problem to post on social media. Like, don't get me wrong, anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's our life now. And it's actually yeah. helping for a lot of people. Businesses. Like, this is now a, a business, right? Mm-hmm. A big one. But um, just really, the, the, the intentions are important. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I still think, like, but whose responsibility is it? Is it, like, as a student, is it my responsibility to get my mindset there? Or is it like the responsibility from everybody to, to like, you know what I mean? Like the environment around it. Oh, another topic. We haven't. <laughs> yes, we forgot about that one. No, we did not forget. But it's coming. Good, good, but it's coming. It's coming. The environment around you. Maybe that's why I didn't. I feel, I felt, of course, I was on vacation in Peru. I felt different on vacation. Everybody feels like more relaxed on vacation, obviously, you know. And it was different for me training there than here because nobody knew me there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I of know course, that's, like, yeah. a different feeling, and you're just like, okay, I don't care. Yeah. Like, and maybe that's why I felt different, probably. But um, the environment around you, I, d- I don't want to say we have, like, a bad, bad environment in Austria, that's not what I'm saying. No. But, you know, like, vacation feeling, it's a vacation yeah. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, the environment around you is really important um, on your progress and on your growth as well, I think. Because sharing love, hyping each other up, gives you so much. And telling each other, even if you're like not there yet or whatever, 
like I think it's also like our responsibility, or like for me myself, to go people and tell them, hey, you did good. Hey, I like this. Or like to give each other compliments, but like mean it authentically and be sincere about it. Yes. Don't be like, oh, I comment on your Instagram, so I hope you comment on mine as well. Because yeah. that's, <laughs> you know, that's like, for me, that's not authentic. Like if you like something, then mean it. Don't just, because you also want to. Yeah. That's like not authentic to me. And I don't like that. But like, It's also our responsibility as creatives to give each other love, to because there's space for everybody and to hype each other up. And I think that makes like an environment where everybody can grow better. Yeah, you have a lot to say to the environment yeah, as well too. Student, no, I, teacher. I, yeah, I totally yeah. agree with you. Like the environment is almost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, in high school, before I went to the dance school, I was actually studying in a normal high school for two mm-hmm. years. And I would say normal and the other. <laughs> like a normal, you're like a we're regular. Just, we're not normal. Actually, that. that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, so like a regular high school, like people go yeah. to, you know? Yeah. Like normal people go to. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah, we're no. joking. But I think everybody knows what we mean. We're dancers are kind of crazy, you know? I mean, we're sleeping on the couches of random people sometimes. Exactly. That That's, that's it's very good. <laughs> Yeah. So I got in a bad environment. Like I, I got in a bad group of people circle mm-hmm. and I was just not myself. But I think many of us know this from our teenage times. Like when you when you surround yeah. yourself with a bad <laughs> group of people. I mean, yes. are, maybe they're good, but not for you. Yeah. Let's say like right. that. And when I when I went to the university, like the high school, the dance school, high school, um, it this was a very, very different uh surrounding i was like mm-hmm. okay there is every, like all the people that are here they love dancing they have the same interests as i do we can talk about it yeah. we can dance together and then i was like oh i'm actually super happy like I'm, i'm comfortable here you know and as i mentioned in the beginning of the of the interview there was like 60 of us in the school mm-hmm. so we knew each other personally mm-hmm. we might knew each other's family as well so it was it was very important for us to give feedback to each other all the time because let's face it um we have our parents we had our colleagues dance class dance bodies mm-hmm. and the teachers we didn't have anybody else because as i said it was a 24 hour job mm-hmm. <laughs> so we we barely even had friends outside of the school Right. Mm-hmm. We had some, but it was very hard to maintain yeah, <laughs> relationships <but> like that. <laughs> yeah. So we needed to give feedback to each other all the time because we had a feedback system in, in the school. Like the teachers wrote feedback about you. We as students also wrote feedback about mm-hmm. the teachers. And uh, also we had to write evaluations about ourselves, like how we mm-hmm. feel. And this was so important. And I feel like this couldn't have happened in other places, like in the in the normal mm-hmm. <laughs> high school. You know, nobody really cares. There was too many mm. students. There was yeah. too, you know. So that that was the first time when I realized this is so special. We need to we need to always find the right surroundings where we feel that we can improve. Mm. So there is students that I know that are going to classes and they don't feel good 
it's not about the teacher necessarily because for some people, this teacher is perfect. Only not for you. You also have to find your own teacher, you know? I feel like there is a good teacher for everyone. But sometimes we just stay somewhere because of certain reasons. Mm -hmm. But we don't feel at the end that we are improving and we are supported. It's because it's just mm -hmm. not the right place at this time of your life for you. So I'm always trying to encourage everyone to go and try as much teachers as possible and until and groups, you know, groups of people and and then studios, because it's very important that at the end of the day, it's, it's all about that for you. It's about you, right? You need to be comfortable to be able to develop yourself as a dancer and and uh, your group of people that you're surrounded by will help you a lot and the teacher that is there will help you a lot so yeah i think this is very important for for us dancers to to really find the right circle of people and it doesn't have to be one it can be many you know mm -hmm. But just always try to really see yourself. Are, am I comfortable? Am I like, am I supported? Because when you go to the dance class, it's about all of you, right? That's true, yeah. You, you create that moment in that space. Nobody, could, nobody else could create it. It's your groups. Mm -hmm. Energy. So it's, it's yours, right? The whole groups. So it's... Yeah, it's important that that group, that moment is going to be special for you in any way, in any way. Maybe it's not even about you that day, but you see a girl or a guy dancing like, oh, my God. And then and then you go and say, oh, my God, like I've never seen you like this before. or Oh, my God, you were so good. And you also learn from something from this, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's always a giving and getting. It's also for the teachers, actually, like. We also give and we also get back from students a lot, mm -hmm. a lot of energy. We learn a lot, you know, as teachers from students. It's so amazing. Like I always love to say, please ask always, because some, sometimes I feel people are shy to ask. They don't want to stop the class or they don't know if they could ask the right question, you know. And then I always say, listen, as a teacher, I actually learn through your question. Because then maybe you ask because I did not explain it in a way that you understand. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. questions also make us learn, teachers. So it's not only about you learning from the question. Mm -hmm. It's also me. So next time I know how to explain more so you will not have any questions, you know? <laughs> yeah, I need to be honest, I'm not the best with that. <laughs> yeah, it's just okay. <laughs> No, the thing is, I'm asking, but I'm like more like all the time, like, okay, I didn't get that move. Let me watch it four more times. I'm going to stand there and watch you. I'm going to figure it out myself. Because yes, I'm, yeah. I'm a little stubborn. And especially like in Peru, I didn't understand shit. Because, okay, my Spanish is fine. But, you know, like, and I was just like, it was good for me because I was like used to just like adapting to that. So, but of course, I also, or at least like, I don't ask, but I respond. Like if the teacher asks something, you respond and you know, you give your voice to the class yeah, to, yeah. to put your energy in it. 
Yeah. So I think that's also like important. Like yeah. the whole environment. Like generally everything what you said, I totally agree with like a hundred percent. And I think as you said, like there's an environment for everybody just because you're like not getting what you need at one place. Maybe you're just searching in the wrong place for it. Because there's gonna be a place where you get that without you needing to fight for it, if you know what you mean yes. what I mean. Yes. Because I have the feeling sometimes I have to feel like, okay, I need to fight to get this and this. Like, no matter if it's in a relationship, if it's in an environment, if it's at school, if it's in university, whatever, there's going to be a place where you don't even need to fight for that, but people give you that for yes. free. Like, the love or the understanding, the empathy, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So, um, I also think it's important to not get stuck in one place, but to keep moving, to go around. Also, if you love one place... Maybe there's a second place and then you love two places. Yeah. But you need to get out of your comfort zone as well because you need... Yeah, you're going to get comfortable. Exactly. So, yeah. And that's now... Thank you for saying mm -hmm. this sentence because yeah, that comes course. back to the to the fusion dancing, now what you just said. Mm -hmm. You don't only have to like one dance style. You don't only have to like one mm -hmm. dance teacher. You don't only have to like one dance school. The more you get, the more possibilities you have. Yes? Mm -hmm. So... The more dancers you have, the more teachers you have, it's just going to add to you. Mm -hmm. And yes, maybe at start you're just going to be like, mm, I dance many styles, but I, I'm not really professionally mm -hmm. none of them. Oh, that's the point where I wanted to go with you as well. Because, okay, guys, what I said in the beginning with, you said to me something, um, like when we were talking, was exactly that I told you that, okay, I have the feeling I'm doing a lot of styles, but I'm not like a pro in any of them. And you told me, like, okay, you felt the same. But one day you're going to realize everything comes together and everything is going to fit together perfectly. And I'm thinking about that since half a year. And I'm slowly starting to understand what you mean. I'm so happy. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I, I felt, like, a little lost. Because I was like, oh, I do everything, but I do nothing at the same time. Like, if people ask me what style of dance do you do, and I was like, I do this, and I do this, and I do this. But I don't know. <laughs> and then you know? at the end of the day it's just gonna be Lisa's style <laughs> yes like I'm gonna do my own thing <laughs> you know yeah and I'm slowly understanding that that it's okay to do a lot and at one point yes. it will come together sorry but you, you keep talking it's no, your thing to explain you just, <laughs> you just said it perfectly so I, I don't mm -hmm. really have more to add to it but yes I just that, took it away from it no that's, that's okay that's okay that's totally fine mm -hmm. Um, mm. And I'm very happy, actually, that you remember, because I remember that was like eight months ago or six months ago. It was that in March. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like half a year. Yeah. yeah. So it was a long time ago, and you mm. actually said the same thing, what I, like you didn't leave out a word from that sentence. Yeah. And that means a lot to me, because... No, yeah. you had an impact on me. You did. And, and you're yeah. like, it's really like that. One day it will all come together. Mm -hmm. And you will be enjoying dancing even more. Like, even if, mm -hmm. like, I don't know if that's possible, but like, sometimes <laughs> I fall in, not sometimes, like, I fall in love with dancing each and every time, you know, I start dancing. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh my God, how lucky we are to be able to express emotions through our yes. bodies. Like, yes. sometimes I'm super bad with expressing myself verbally or writing, but when it comes to dancing, it just like it it, it, it flows just comes and flows yes and we need to know that we are super lucky that we can do this like art mm -hmm. is so precious it's like we need to understand that 
is even like in some countries is even illegal you know yeah i know it, it, it's crazy yeah it's, right yeah so i'm just saying that please always make sure that you don't take it as granted you know because it's we are really so lucky to have this to be able to dance whenever wherever we want to however we mm -hmm. want to and it's just beautiful it's it's just like we need to treat it with respect mm -hmm. you know and i feel like we do but sometimes it's like yeah. you take it for granted yeah because especially like coming back from an injury now not being able to dance for two months two months doesn't sound like much but it's in this moment it's a lot if you sit in the back of the dance studio and just watch people for two months like still taking notes but you feel like you're crying on the inside yeah. of course you're because you're watching people and they can they can bend down without them feeling hurt and yeah. you're like You guys, you don't even appreciate that. I'm yeah. sitting here and I can't, I can't tie my own shoes. And you don't appreciate that. And now, like, now that I'm able to move again, I have like such a different yeah. feeling and appreciation for it. Because it's not, you, you can't take it for granted. Yes. You should be so happy that your body digests, that your body, you can get up in the morning, that you can walk, that you can do everything. Because it's not, it, it, no, you can't take it for granted. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, we should be really, really happy about it. And for me, it was like also like a big experience sitting in the back because mm -hmm. I was sitting in the back and I was like, God damn, like I'm so fucking in love with movement. Mm -hmm. Sitting here and watching it, I'm like, you know, like this little heart emoji. I'm like, yeah, you know, and now getting back to it, I have like really a different kind of appreciation to it. So I love how you phrased it with you fall in love with dance. Over and over again. Yes. And sometimes you break up and sometimes you need and to make up. And sometimes you break up and sometimes you, you argue <laughs> and sometimes you hate it. <laughs> yes. But, But you come back to it. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we all know how much sweat and tears. tears? But... And hurt. And hurt and pain. <laughs> and bruises. Yes, and bruises. And bruises. Ah! But it all worth it. It's all worth it. Mm. It all makes sense. Why, you know? Like, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful. Okay, I think that's like a beautiful end to end this episode with. So I'm going to ask you one more time. Is there something left you want to address? Is there something you want to scream to the world to end the episode with to tell our audience? Tell us now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, actually, I just said it. Like, mm -hmm. love dancing. <laughs> Fall in love with dancing each and every time. Even if you think... It's a harder phase right now. It's gonna get better. It's always gonna get better because we do this because of love. Our body loves it. Our soul loves it. We just love it. So I just want to encourage everyone, like teachers, dancers, amateurs, professionals, everybody to, to keep on practicing and keep on dancing because it's just so much happiness. <laughs> Basically, that's it. Okay, so thank you so much for making time for well, coming here with you. us. You're always welcome to come back. You know that. Thank so, you. Uh, yeah, guys, you know where to find us, how to support us. We're happy about every donation. If you want to support us, if you want to share the link, give us like a five-star review. You know we appreciate everything. Thank you very much. <laughs> Watch the YouTube video if you haven't yet. So And go listen to the podcast again if you watch the YouTube video, of course. And um, yeah, do you want to give a little shout out to yourself where people can find you? Well, I'm doing mostly private 
as you already mm -hmm. said it look i'm not working currently at any studios um so you can find me on instagram we're gonna tag you of course everywhere yes. we can <laughs> and i do have uh, weekly classes so in case you would like to learn from me you can find me <laughs> i recommend it it's really <laughs> exhausting and you need a lot of stamina but i can recommend it <laughs> thank you <laughs> okay guys so thank you for listening we're gonna see each other in two weeks again probably and yeah bye <laughs>